Welcome. Welcome, Brav. Oi, Ganna. Oi, Ganna. Hello. Hello, Poppycock, mate. Come down to West Gloucestershire and I'll give you the rifle, eh? Welcome to episode number 23 <laughs> of the Roll Credits podcast. What a fucking shit show it is already. What you been up to, my boy? What's up with you? Uh, about to get a new vehicle. A new vehicular? Yeah, a new vehicular. Damn, brother. It's going to be pretty cool. I, uh, I was looking at... I might be getting a tattoo soon. My first tattoo. Uh-oh. What's it going to be? Uh, I don't know yet. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Is it going to be Mel Gibson? It'll be the bench from She-Hulk that is, uh, has the bars so homeless people can't sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to market your superhero show. All right. <laughs> no, but really, what have you been up to recently? I watched a bunch of bad movies, and I watched a bunch of good movies, and we're going to talk about some of those movies. And uh, we're going to talk about the bad ones. And uh, uh, watched bad and good movies as well. I guess I'll briefly mention um, I watched Crimes of the Future, which I gave a very scathing review on Letterboxd. Um, strong one out of five. I've not disliked a movie that much in a very long time. Um, so it was uh, it was good to, um, well, I guess not that long, because last year there were so many stinkers at the end of the year, like Red Notice and shit like that. But um yeah i didn't like it at all and then i watched uh bullet train in theaters which i just ended up being very mid on i think i gave it a two and a half out of five um so there's been some kind of like mid shit that hasn't been super duper great that i've watched recently um i guess what about you there's another thing that i want to talk about too but i don't want to how did i i I did give nope a four out of five or a four and a half out of five you're looking at your letterbox now yeah, I'm. Uh, I changed it, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I. We'll get. I to didn't want to just like five star it, but <laughs> at the same time, I, I I don't know what else I would. Yeah. What else have you seen recently? Uh, you want me to go through my recent activity? Yeah. Why not? Uh, Bruno. <laughs> 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 That's uh, awesome. Watched all the Matrix movies again. Wow. Actually, uh, actually I'm sorry. I, that's a lie. I I only watched the, the third and the new one because I kind of already touched back like not too long ago on the first and second one. But third one, I don't know why I never watched it. I think I was just sat like scared. That's not all of them, man. That's not all of them. What do you mean? Because you didn't watch the Animatrix. Oh, no, I did. I did. I watched the Animatrix, oh, okay. too. Sorry. I forgot to rate that one. Uh, Probably the second best Matrix movie. <laughs> yeah. So the last one, I think I just didn't watch it for a long time because I was just scared, like, how it was going to end. But Do you like those bad. movies? Did you watch them as a kid? or? I loved the first one. Uh, okay, the yeah, the second, first one's fantastic. The, the second the one, other I, was are... a little, I was a little, like, lost on. The is, third one, it was like, okay, I see how this is like the ending to this series, and then the fucking, is the second is the second one with the bus. 
I believe so. Okay, that's actually a pretty decent movie. Yeah. Not uh, great, but... So I watched the okay. third one. Immediately afterwards, I watched... I started the fourth one just to be like, you know, let's see what they did. It... It doesn't feel right. It just feels so wrong. The the fourth newest one, like... I get that they're trying to make some type of statement, I guess, but... It's super meta. Yeah, like... It's the most meta movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. It's, like, almost nauseatingly so. I'm like, Jesus. My review was basically, like, they should have just stuck to what they had, like, the sunglasses, outfits, guns. Yeah, but I'm kind of... shouldn't have... In a weird way, it's like, okay, you don't want them to just do the same thing. But well, also, no, like, but the fact that it, like it didn't work. Weird. So the f- and you 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 will agree with me on this, or at least I think you will. The fact that there's this weird fucking Marvel type humor inserted in there. Oh yeah, that shit. I was didn't... I was like cringing like as soon as they were like cracking those little jokes. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this? That was one of the movies that I was like, oh man, the Marvel shit has just like yeah really stretched so far into just like the vernacular of the way that films are written now that I was like, holy fuck. All right. This really needs to just quit because even when you're not signing up to go see a Marvel movie, you're still signing up to go see a Marvel movie. If it's a movie that's made for over a hundred million dollars, because it's just what they make now. So like, like the, that's why Top Gun Maverick was such a fucking fresh you know, such a thing of fresh air because it's like, all right, this movie feels like a movie. It's not paced at a million miles a minute. You can actually understand what the fuck is happening on screen, and it's not like every single conversation is undercut with a joke. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, that was one of the ones where I was like, oh man, we need to we need to put an end to this shit real quick. <laughs> what Joe, else? Do you watch any? Do you watch anything else? Or was uh, that? Pretty I watched. I watched a lot. Uh... Because I've just been watching, like, not a lot of new movies, just random shit that I haven't watched yet. Animator too. Yeah, I watched American Werewolf in London. What'd you think of that? Um, it was cool. Is like, I would definitely show it to people who are like, "Hey, I want to watch like, like, show me a cool horror movie," and I'll be like, "All right, gotcha." Yeah, especially Uh, like an older movie. I think it was. I think there's a niche for for both of those movies, Reanimator and American Werewolf in London. But they're they're definitely like... An acquired taste. Yeah. I don't want to say... I don't know if you understand what I'm like. A lot of people will be like, obviously The Thing is like one of my favorite horror movies. There's, There's definitely a huge difference. Oh yeah, Even so like the, they were made around you know similar <sighs> times. That's the thing with like '80s movies is that there is a certain aesthetic and a style to a lot of them that is like incredibly stylized depending on what type of movie it is, and it will either work for you or it won't. Which is why I say like the yeah. '80s to me is like basically the worst decade for film because a lot of that shit just does not work for me like at all. Like I fucking, I hate the back to the future movies. I think those movies are like super boring and like shitty, 
um, which is like an incredibly hot take. But you can, in the oh, same way that currently, in the, in the same way that currently, you can feel like the the sort of marvelification of certain films. Um, you could definitely feel like the Spielbergization of everything, where they're trying to be like ET or Star Wars, where they're just trying to be like these super commercialized, sequelized films. You know what I mean? And some of them are good, like Gremlins and Goonies and stuff. Uh, oh, sure and then there's. There's Goonies. there's other ones that just aren't as good um, or just don't hold up as well. So, um, yeah, I mean that's a super hot take for me, but um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the, I I like American Werewolf quite a bit. Um, I don't know that I love it, but I do like it, and it has its like the effects in it for its time were crazy. Um, and then. Um, I'm not a big I'm not a big reanimator fan to be honest. That I that movie I can it's, kind of <laughs> it's kind of cheesy. It's not even that it's cheesy. I just don't think it's really doing much to be honest. Like it's I don't know. It just it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Um I watched Training Day for the first time. Uh, uh which is a Denzel uh and Ethan Hawke film where Ethan Hawke joins like a crime unit in LA and they're like a narcotics unit and Denzel plays like a super corrupt cop. And it's kind of like a one crazy night movie. It all kind of takes place in like a, a span of a day, but it's the film that um, Denzel won his Oscar for. And uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I ended up picking up like this three pack um, of Denzel movies on Blu-ray. It was that and a movie called Pelican brief and another movie called John Q. Um, and, uh, Pelican Brief is like him, and uh, I think it's is it Julianne Moore? Or so? I don't remember. It's someone. Um, and then John Q is a Nick Cassavetes film, which is um, John Cassavetes' son uh, directed that film. So um, I haven't watched either of those. I'm like not uh, Denzel's like interesting because I've seen so much of like his early career, and I've seen stuff like Malcolm X and a lot of his like late career stuff. Um, but there's like a weird sort of gap for me of just random movies that he's in. Um, and then, um, uh, what else did I, I've seen a lot of just theatrical stuff that's come out, like a lot of newer stuff. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about and it's not a movie, but it's definitely the best thing I've seen in a very, very long time was this show that's on Hulu, um, called the bear, which is basically, uncut gems set in a kitchen um yeah. and it's every episode is about 30 minutes long um and it's this guy named carmy who is a like world-renowned chef um and his brother ends up killing himself and so he um inherits this beef uh sandwich shop in downtown chicago and uh, basically has to take it over and learn how to manage the restaurant and build the crew and all that sort of stuff. And um, it's basically a four-hour movie. It has that sort of quality to it. Um, and it is the best thing I've watched in probably since 2019, um, since Parasite and Uncut Gems and The Lighthouse came out when there was that crazy run of movies that was just mm-hmm. incredible. It's definitely the best thing I've seen so far this decade. Um, I don't want to say too much about it, but every performance in it's great. The script is great. It's a lot deeper than you would assume it would be. Um, and uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was extraordinary. That's on Hulu. Um, it's called The Bear, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, I'd give it a five out of five. It's 
definitely one of the best shows I've seen in a really long Um, probably the best show I've seen since Mindhunter was on TV, um, or Chernobyl. So, and I probably like it. I probably like it more than Chernobyl. Um, but I'd have to think about it a little bit. I'd have to say I, I've I've definitely heard really good things about it. So. Fuck, I was taking a drink. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you just like, uh, you just like, I tried, to swallow, I tried to swallow quicker and then I fucking, I almost choked and then I had to take an extra couple seconds because I almost choked. Cause I, I, thought I, was like, oh, gonna, I thought you were going to pause and just be like, did I ask for your opinion, bitch? That was funny. I was, I'm going to keep that in. <laughs> we've also, I guess we've also been, <laughs> we've also been playing a bunch of multiverses. Oh um, my which God. Pretty fun. Uh, I feel like that could be a whole episode by itself, so we'll just, I guess, kind of save that. But um, it's everything that I wanted Smash Ultimate to be when that game came out. Um, is what Multiverses is, and uh, hopefully say, they like Smash was necessarily like bad. It's just the servers are dog shit. Well, that's the main thing I wanted from Smash was like actual online competitive play. Um that worked but because nintendo just has like oh five playstation 2 net code um it's like virtually impossible to fucking play on their shit like it's it sucks um and so you know i I mean there's certain games like mario party and stuff where you can get around that but they are so anti-online play that it's pretty wild um the fact that they're even charging for their service is like mind-blowing to me um but multiverses, like so far, you know, every character that they've announced is going to be able to be like fully unlockable within the game, um, despite the grind that that may be, um, and just the polish, like the level of polish, the animations. Each character looks really interesting. And coming off of playing Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which was just a massive piece of shit, um, to this is like pretty staggering. Um, it sort of exposes both of these games and how good they could be. And I think. In like two years, multiverses is going to be like crazy. If it, you know, if they actually stay up with it and uh, don't don't destroy it, which I guess there's a lot of um, up in the airness because of the WB Discovery merger and how they're like taking stuff off their streaming service and sort of recoupling all that stuff. So hopefully their game division doesn't get shaked up by that, and multiverses doesn't end up having like you know some sort of weird shit where they just don't have any content in it for like six months like that friday the 13th game um that basically killed that dead so um i guess we'll see um i don't know if there's anything else you want to cover before we get into our mid-year top fives but that's pretty much everything that i've been doing for the last little bit um and uh for the last couple for the last month or so i had i mean i've really like besides nope i don't there wasn't a ton of like new movies. Yeah, there's not very much memorable stuff. I mean, the Criterion sale finished. I grabbed a lot of stuff, but I feel like that could be an episode by itself. Um, and then like, oh, I did pick up a PlayStation Five. I guess I could talk about did, that. Yeah. Like, um, I haven't really played much of it. I've kind of just played multiverses with you, and I've played a little bit of Miles Morales, and um, I ended up uh, I picked up a bunch of games, and then I I bought a uh, Death Loop and. Uh, fucking um 
Demon Souls. And then I was looking at my library on both consoles between my Xbox and my PlayStation 5, and I was like, I am not going to have time to play either of these. And like, mm-hmm. my PS5 is already like basically full. So I ended up taking them both back and returning them because I was like, uh, do I want to play Demon Souls or Elden Ring? And I'm like, I haven't even really started Elden Ring, so I don't want to get deep on Demon Souls oh, before. Yeah. And then the other thing too was like, I was like, Deathloop, like. I have other shooters to play and stuff because, like, currently I've got Call of Duty Cold War, which I still haven't even played the single player for that. Um, I literally couldn't even play that game. Eternal, yeah, the Cory Returnal, Miles Morales, um, and then Chivalry and a couple other games on Xbox. So, like, and then by the time I beat Returnal and a couple of these other games, um, plus like my console came with Horizon, which I may or may not play, um, just because I'm, I was not a big fan of the first one, but. Um, like by that time, like there should be more games coming out on Game Pass um, in October and stuff. Um, and Deathloop will probably be on Game Pass by that time um, because the year long exclusivity will be up. And then also like God of War Ragnarok comes out in November and then Call of Duty and stuff like that. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to beat all these games by the end of September. And then it'll be October and then there'll be Call of Duty and then there'll be God of War and then what the fuck else ever. And then there's that Last of Us remake, which doesn't look super great, but I'll probably end up picking up like there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, uh, oh my God, fuck. And all the movies that are coming out, because we're about to go into Oscar season. Next week is 3,000 Years of Longing. This past week, I went to go see a movie in theaters, and then from there, we get into Oscar season, and it's like, Blonde will be on Netflix, and all this other shit, and then Better Call Saul just finished, so I finished that. It's just like, mm-hmm. damn, there's so much stuff to keep up with. Um you know, not only just for the pod, but just my own interest. There's a lot of stuff that I'm super duper interested in um, that's coming out. So, um, yeah, I was like, fuck, I'll take those back because <laughs> I was like, damn. All right. I don't really need to have all that stuff just sitting on my hard drive and cycling out. Um, and then, you know, Fortnite, they added Goku. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I haven't played Fortnite since like in like three months since we fucking played that's for true so all right let's get into our top five um do you want to go first or do you want me to go first um i don't know like i feel like i'd rather hear got, your top five i've got some honorable mentions i think we could do um i'll i'll go first then i'll give my five and then you give your five and then i'll give my four and you give your four um, and then we'll give some honorable mentions if we need to. I only have three honorable mentions. Um, these are movies that on any other given day probably could have made it in or any other given year probably could have made it in, but it's been a pretty strong year so far. Um, so these didn't make it in. Um, Jackass Forever. Um, I enjoyed that movie. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again, um, but it was nice and it was refreshing. And um, it was actually like bizarrely wholesome. Um, and I enjoyed it whenever it came out. And uh, again, I don't know that I'll ever watch it again, other than, you know, maybe once every five years doing like a jackass binge. Um, but I, it was like a fun little movie um, in and out refreshing. Um, then there was Kimmy, which is a um, thriller that's on HBO Max that came straight to streaming. Um, Steven Soderbergh directed it starring Zoe Kravitz. One of the most interesting movies of the year, again, kind of just a 90-minute in-and-out thriller um, about a woman who is agoraphobic in the middle of COVID, and then um, she she basically goes through and, like, goes through recordings for this data company um, to get, like, more data and analytics and make sure that their, like, um, sort of Alexa-style program is correct, mm-hmm. and she's up hearing a crime occurring, Um 
over the uh, Alexa, like the the sound has like um, a, there's a crime that she thinks is being committed, and so it, she kind of gets wrapped up into that. And it's it's a cool thriller. I think you would probably dig it um, a lot as just like a movie just to check out. And it's actually a little bit surprisingly deeper than you would think it is. Um, Steven Soderbergh's been doing this thing where during COVID he kind of releases like one movie a year or maybe two. Um, last year he had no sudden moves, which was pretty good. And um, I hope he just kind of keeps up with it. Maybe, um, uh, you know, if I get like one movie like this per year, I'd be super duper happy with that. And then um, my last honorable mention is a movie called Bodies, 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 which I watched yesterday. I still, I don't really know if that movie would really crack the top five um, because, you know, while it's a good um, thriller and it's a good whodunit, um, about 70% of the dialogue lands and then about 30% of <laughs> about 30% of it feels like Facebook or huh? like forced or just it, like, it feels like Facebook memes that like boomers would make about Gen Z, like just the most obvious observations of all time. Like mm-hmm. these fucking kids these days always looking at their damn phones and like y'all always have, uh, like, y'all always have like disorders and shit and blah, 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 blah. And that short sort of stuff just feels really like bizarre in a film that otherwise a little bit. I mean, especially for how like I guess um, smart the movie is the majority of the time with its sort of writing and script and the way that certain things come back around. I think it's still really good. I think it's definitely worth going to go see. Um, I ended up giving it a really really light four out of five, which for me again. It's pretty hard to do. Um, I might end up changing that to a three and a half just because I don't know that I love the movie. I just really like it a lot. Um, and I don't know that it's one that I necessarily want to see like again in theaters or anything. So, um, but I, I think it's worth at least the watch. Some people were really, really like that movie a lot more than uh, I did. And the audience that I went to go see it with, um, like the actual, you know, audience that was in the theater was like very reactive to a lot of the things that were happening on screen and like sort of, you know, was like with certain reveals, they would like, they were like, you could tell that people in the theater were like shocked because they would go, <gasps> you know, like when certain things would happen. And I thought it was cool. Um, and, and I like that sort of movie. I mean, you mentioned the thing earlier is like one of your favorite films. Um, yeah. I watched that recently for the first time and loved it just as much as I think you do. And um, obviously, we both love Hateful Eight. So that sort of genre of film is, um, you know. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Really hard to mess up, to be honest. So I didn't even think about Hateful Eight compared to that. That's That would make sense. Yeah, that sort of knives out Hateful Eight, the thing genre. Or, you know, Among Us, as uh, our buddy Grant would say. <laughs> All right. Do you have oh any? Oh, my God. I just want to go straight to your number five. Um, I feel like my list is really short. Do you have five? We discussed if if, if I'm thinking what we there's discussed some... is right, then I think there's... Doctor Strange is my number five. Nice. There's some movies that uh, you haven't seen as well that are also, I think... There's a little bit of cross-contamination between our list, but there's some movies on mine that you definitely haven't seen, so um, it'll be interesting to see like what's on your five and then what's on yours. So, go ahead and talk about Doctor Strange. I know that you... We talked about this movie on the pod before, but I know that you enjoyed this quite a bit more than me. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously you're not going to have as 
good of an opinion as on Marvel, but I mean that's just <laughs> I can't even I can't really blame you for that because it does feel less uh how do I even say that? Unique. Unique or I guess innovative. Sure. Yeah, you just you, you have a lot of those you have a lot of those thoughts already processed. Um seems but it, it doesn't feel as like new as and of course it probably wouldn't it's probably not going to feel as great as the first iron man or whatever all the like og marvel movies but I think a lot of like the hate and stuff comes from just people not being interested in that storyline in general for me that it seems like that's what is killing the newer Marvel movies. And the fact that a lot of them are going not as close to the comics, I think. That doesn't bother me. I just, I think that I'm just kind of bored by it by now because there's sort of a formula, but this one sort of, um, I guess breaks from the formula quite a bit, but it just didn't, it just didn't work for me. I'm not as much of a Sam Raimi fan as you are. Um, and I think that you're a bit more susceptible to his style and his sort of campiness um, because you're a big Evil Dead fan and stuff like that. So, for true. What? 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 Why is this your number five? Why is this uh, in there? Like, do you think it'll be in your top ten by the end of the year? Do you think it'll fall out? Um. Let's see. I know you were really, really positive when we initially reviewed it. So. <laughs> I figured it'd be I figured it'd be higher to be honest, but twenty twenty two. Uh, here we go. Yeah, it's barely like men is literally rated right under it. So if that tells you anything, <laughs> it's not even really like I enjoyed it, but. I enjoyed all the themes of Evil Dead. I enjoyed like the little uh, uh, cameo. cameo. Yeah, Bruce, uh, Bruce Campbell. But what is it really a like a masterpiece? No, no, it's yeah. not. It's not like a huge fucking movie. Like it's just like oh, it's a Marvel movie. I'm gonna go. It's a you popcorn know, movie. It's whatever. it's the same way that I feel about like yeah, I rated Thor: Love and Thunder like the same three and a half. And yeah, I don't it's... even know. They're kind of both tied. If I had to do it, I would just do, I would just do a top three really. But for yeah. four and five, I would just put Doctor Strange and Thor. But they're not gonna. Like a, let me let me read you the rest of the movies that came out in 2022 that I watched, and then tell me. I'm sure you think Men deserves to be up above them. Besides Men, let me give you these movies, and and you'll see why Thor and Doctor Strange are in the top five. Go for it. Crimes of the Future. No. <laughs> Uncharted. Uh, and Morbius. <laughs> I mean, why is Morbius not your number one? I mean, you're the Marvel fan. Morbius is number one, but I would get hate crimed for saying that. 
All right. You seem bored already talking about Dr. Strange, so I guess I'll go to my number five. My number five is Ambulance, also known as Ambu Los Angeles. Um, this is a heist film starring Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who people may know from the Candyman reboot, and uh, Watchmen, where he plays Dr. Manhattan. Um, small spoiler there for anyone who hasn't watched a show that's been out for almost four years. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal, as well as Isa Gonzalez, who people may know as the uh, rich girl who gets exploded by uh, King Kong and Godzilla versus Kong. Um, and uh, it's basically a spiritual successor to Heat. Um, there's two brothers. They go to go heist. Uh, they go to go rob a bank. And um, they end up stealing an ambulance to get out. And they end up on a uh, cross, I guess, um, city chase across all of Los Angeles. Um, it's an incredibly well done movie, um, kind of bonkers action and set pieces. And I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a movie that is sort of in that vein of like an FX or, um, TNT like movie that they show on TV that is batshit fucking crazy and that you watch. Um, I think it's a lot better than that. I think it's a lot more well-made and the performances really kind of help elevate it. But it's one of those movies that has like a really, really simple premise and then is um, brought up by pretty excellent execution. So um, yeah, ambulance, I would, I would definitely uh, check it out. I think it's a movie that a lot of people would definitely enjoy and um, great looking 4k disc. So um, ambulance, my number five, what's your number four? You already said what it is. Do you Thor: Love and Thunder? Basically, yeah. copy paste his thoughts on Doctor Strange Correct. to Thor, a film uh, that I will kinda. never watch. <laughs> a film that I will never watch in my life, it, as my Taika Waititi ban continues. It doesn't have the, uh, like the style of anything that I really like. So I mean, I can't. <laughs> I can't even give you. Well, uh, okay, like, and that's why it's my number four. Because no, 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 <laughs> I don't like. Saying, uh... <laughs> Actually, fuck it. I think Thor is five. I'm pretty sure Doctor Strange is four. I'm gonna you like Doctor Strange more when yeah. we re- when you reviewed it. So, but a lot of people don't like Taika Waititi, but kind of just like you're wanting to watch like a stupid. Honey, I guess if you even consider that comedy for some people. Nope. <laughs> it's, uh, it's entertaining somewhat if you ignore... Contain autism? Yeah, yeah, you just have to have a lower <laughs> IQ. Yeah, that's a, that's a nope from me. Uh, speaking of nope, my number four... Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope, not of planet Earth. I saw this movie and was incredibly challenged by it and didn't really understand what to make of it. And um, I think I've definitely uh, liked it a lot more the more that I've thought about it and the more that I've reflected about it. There's certain things that still kind of bug me, but it uh, reminded me a lot of Annihilation, um, the Natalie Portman, Alex Garland film from uh, 2018 or 2017. I forget. And, uh, yeah, I really, I enjoyed it. I thought it was better than us. Um, and, uh, yeah, not quite as good as get out. Um, this one, spoiler alert, will come up on AJ's list later. So, um, I guess we'll reserve that conversation for a little bit later. Um, let's go ahead and get to your number three. Number three is Jackass forever. There we go. 
I did not even, I guess, I think I was like doing something at the time, but when it came out, I didn't get to see it. But walking through Walmart and I was like, oh, shit, new Jackass movie. I immediately bought it because I like all the other Jackass movies. So they basically gave you way more content to see themselves getting fucked up on. So uh, I can't really, I don't know what else to say besides, yeah, it's Jackass. It's pretty dope. Uh, They get kicked in the balls a bunch. And they have new people get fucked up. Johnny uh, Knoxville unironically giving one of the best performances of the year. Yeah. You know what uh, to say. You know what the quote from this movie is. Feast on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I've ever laughed more in a movie theater in my fucking life. That shit ruled. On his cock. Feast on his cock in the Paul Bear get up. All right, my number three, we've mentioned it subtly a couple times throughout the episode. My number three is Men, the um, SJW. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I love this fucking movie. I think it's incredible. Um, I I still, I want to watch it again. I I bought the Blu-ray, but I just haven't had time to really check it out again. And I haven't really been in the mood to watch it again because it's a really upsetting movie. Um, But I think that this is one of the better films really of the lot of this decade so far i think it's excellent i think um it's a lot deeper than um the title and the marketing would make you uh, give it credit for and it really has one of the most like mind fuck what the fuck last 20 minutes of a movie i've seen in a very long time um and the build-up to it is fantastic i think jesse buckley uh, gives one of the best performances of the entire year and um, AJ has a hilarious story about him not realizing that the uh, male actor in the movie was playing every <laughs> single male role in the movie up until about fucking an hour and 40 minutes into the movie. So um, that is technically true. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty excellent. Um, men, check it out or don't. Um, I don't care because I don't have any stock in A24, but I think it's good. So you should check it out. Uh, what's your number two? <laughs> Number two is the Batman. With your husband. Yeah. Robert With Pattinson. My boy. My boy! <laughs> Starring me as the Riddler. <laughs> Why, My do you like son! The ba- Why do you like the Batman so much? Um, it literally, so I'm not going to like go off a tangent on it. Um, I think the number one reason, if I'm going to be honest, is that it, it is not fucking Batman versus Superman dog shit. So it's not a two out of five. So it's a five out of five. Um, let me elaborate on that because... (laughs) (laughs) before we go to that point it's a 5 out of 5 because they cast Barry Keoghan a guy that you've had incredibly high stock on for like Mm -hmm. 7 years as the Joker so sure and you Uh, feel validated yeah I do Um, other than that uh, I think there's a 
market for Batman besides Christian Bale's Batman. And I think that's what they uh, were gunning for. I think they're pretty successful in recreating that hype around the character. So that was kind of my thoughts on it. It's an hour too long, but I enjoyed it. It is very long. It is very. It's a long. very very long movie. I think you would will, have enjoyed I will it also, more. I'll also note that AJ has not uh, unwrapped his 4K from the box that he purchased almost two months ago. So, not, not true. <laughs> I unwrapped it night one and put it under my pillow. Delicious. All right, my number two, a movie that was literally on my number one most anticipated at the beginning of the year and did not disappoint. It's funny. Both of our uh, number one anticipated movies of the year going into the year are in our number two spots. That's interesting. I didn't realize that until just now. Mm. Uh, My number two is the Northman, a film that AJ has not seen. So I will not say too terribly much about it. Um, I fucking love this movie. It's the new Robert Eggers follow up after the lighthouse an incredibly brutal, uh, revenge story. Um, Nicole Kidman giving her best performance in probably 20 years since Eyes Wide Shut. Um, just an incredibly violent and awesome fucking movie. Um, also, deeper than you would expect, um, given the fact that the majority of the second half takes place in the Ukraine, and the film is about a person invading someone else's territory mm-hmm. um, and, and thinking that they are owed something. Um, so read into that what you will. Um, let's go ahead and get into your number one. Number one is uh, Nope. Yay. Yay! One of the best movies of the year. I think I don't know if I agree with you saying it didn't live up to get out. I think it's I think it's almost on a similar level. I think it I think it lives up to its own expectations. I wasn't going and expecting get out. Um, I don't think it be, I was I, don't I was satisfied it, uh, with it. I don't think it's going to have the same cultural resonance. Yeah. But I will say it definitely uh definitely uh brought jordan peele back not that he went down for me it was just kind of us was not what i was expecting yeah so i'm definitely uh interested in any new projects he has after that and the theater experience was amazing Yep. Also, uh, one of the best performances of the year from Stephen Ewan, who is uh, very, very quickly becoming one of our favorites on the pod. I think he's actually pretty much cemented himself um, with this yep. and uh, and uh, Burning, Burning, which is fucking fantastic movie. All right. Very, very quickly, uh, I will get into my number one, my number one of the year, a film that I don't think will probably be beaten this year, given that a lot of stuff has been pushed. Um, unless David Fincher graces us with his presence, um, is a film that I guess technically would be a film from last year, but was literally impossible to watch unless you went to um, Toronto 
or what was it? It was oh no, uh, it was the what's the one with Cannes Film Festival? Um, unless you went there, is literally impossible to watch until March of this year. It is a film called Nitram. Um, this is the uh, Tasmanian slash Australian biopic about Martin Bryant, who is the shooter um, that went on to basically commit the deadliest shooting in Australia that forced them to change all of their gun laws. Um, it doesn't take a genius to say what this movie's saying, um, but it is one of the best depictions of um, mental health I've ever seen. One of the best performances I've seen in a film um, in the last 10, 20 years. Um, Caleb Landry Jones, who people may know from Heaven Knows What, which is a Safdie Brothers film they made before Good Time. Or um, mm. speaking of Get Out, he plays the um, the brother to the the white girl, um, the one that's like obsessed with MMA and Get okay. Out. Um, he's that actor, and he plays the the main role in this. Um, there's some other fantastic supporting roles as well, Essie Davis, um, and and many others. And um, it is a basically Paul Schrader film that Paul Schrader didn't make um, go in expecting sort of the same tone as something like first reformed. Um, I adore this movie's statement. It's not a movie that I will turn on as often as something like the Northman or Nope. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, I think a very, very essential piece of filmmaking, especially around this time. And it's not preachy, and it doesn't glorify the shooter. Um, the movie's called Nitram because that is Martin, spelt backwards. Um, and the movie okay. uses a lot of a lot of mirrors and a lot of mirroring imagery, and a lot of characters looking at each other. A lot of again reflections um, and stuff like that. So, um, directed by Ju- it's directed by Justin Kurtzel, who did the Macbeth movie from 2016, and has gone on to do a couple little independent films. He uh, he directed the Assassin's Creed film um, that was not very good at all. Um, but it's nice to see him bounce back from um, sort of making, you know, not really super duper doing well in the Hollywood ecosystem um, and then making a, a film that's a bit smaller than that uh, on a smaller scale and really just fucking executing it and knocking it out of the park. I think this is probably my favorite movie of the decade um currently mm-hmm. and uh yeah i i fucking love this movie i think it's phenomenal um you're gonna recap your list real quick and then i'll recap mine and then we'll get out of here oh to all all five yeah go ahead and go through your five through one okay so five thor love and thunder not really even wanting to like I said, Thor and Doctor Strange not really wanting to put these in a top five, but I didn't watch enough movies. They're by slack. they're there by proxy essentially. I'm slacking on, you know, watching new movies this year. We'll get you. We'll get you caught up. Uh, three Jackass Forever, awesome. I actually like laughed the whole time, so that was cool. Uh, the Batman, uh, Sigma Male, uh, movie. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh, favorite uh, celebrity, uh, coolest celebrity besides William Defoe. Uh, cool. reference to the lighthouse. Coolest. Uh, episode one, roll credits podcast, the lighthouse. Reference that. Uh, number one movie, nope. Uh, 
Get Out and Nope, almost same level for me. Um, the main thing I'm going to say is that if they have, I don't, we didn't say any spoilers, I don't think. So, no, we're not going to spoil the, it though until right, the end the, of the year. The main thing that I just, that made the whole movie a different experience is it just like, it literally makes you think about something differently. <laughs> That's all. It, it makes you think of something that you probably have never thought about before. And it's almost scarier the way it, it's just almost, it seems scarier to me, you know? Yeah. If the, once, if, whoever's listening to this, once you watch it, you'll understand. Yep. So. Number five, Ambulance, Spiritual Scarcity to Heat. Number four, Nope, Jordan Peele's Close Encounters of the Third Kind uh, attempt. Number three, Men, one of the fucking most disturbing movies of the year. Number two, Northman, the best revenge film that I've seen in quite some time. And number one, Nitrom, a film that is essential viewing to anyone that is uh, of the age to see it. We'll see you on the next one. Uh, got some big things planned for episode number 24 and episode number 25. Kind of shocked that we've made it this far. Maybe on the next one, uh, very, very highly requested the return of the draft game. We'll catch you then. Bye.